Welcome back for another helping of oysters, clams, and cockles. I am your host, Ross Boland, here as always with Mr. Barrett Dudley and Mr. Dudley. Finale day has come. It has, it has. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I was trying to figure out how to how to get myself a shipment of those delicious-looking uh, Italian Tuscan Gatorades yeah. that, uh, that, that, you know, that had Kendall looking so spry this episode. So very spry. So awake yeah. with just fervor and life, um, just, and filled life with just filled with it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I was also, you know, I was just over here figuring out which which grand duchy I wanted to be a ruler of, a you know, a duke, a monarch, on my way to uh, to overtaking the now defunct throne of Italy. Of course, yeah. yes, yeah, the now defunct throne of Italy, <laughs> uh, which we all, I think, on a daily basis strive for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nothing yeah. better than that, honestly. Yeah, at least you and I. Yeah. Um, and it turns out Greg, as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, indeed. So we're here um, for the season three finale of HBO's hit show, Succession, which, let me just take us back to the beginning of this season, if Please I do. can, Please before do. we dive into take the, us back. the take details. Us back. Let us, let's go way back, several weeks back, nine weeks even, to the first episode, where our real concern going into this season was, would they be able to keep this show interesting when we got kind of annoyed by the end of season two that, I mean, not that season two wasn't good, it was. But we were like, okay, there, there's Logan. What's the deal? Yeah, Is this can, old you, man can you just keep resetting this and underneath Logan, right? Right, and right, and yes. keeping the figurehead of the show, who is the figurehead of the intro, who is clearly the focus, who you kind of have to keep yeah. to make to keep the show interesting and and watchworthy almost. Yeah, and, and have this essentially w- this one same plot mechanism driving the show forward as it always does, which right. is this scrap for for for. The succeeding the title. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, through a couple episodes, our concerns kind of remained. And I'll speak for me first. Um, they were completely extinguished by last week's episode, really. And then the finale, um, and I'll just, I, I didn't get to watch it until, I guess, Monday. Mm-hmm. And the man, I immediately knew I was in for a treat. <laughs> I mean, I was on Twitch playing a video game and yeah. half the chat was like, you've got to go watch it now. I was like, you don't understand. I can't watch it tonight. I know it's going to be heavy. <laughs> I've got to be able to sleep tonight. We're going into a new work week. I needed to watch it Monday morning. So I yep. stayed off Twitter. I had 46 text messages right when the episode ended. Had to avoid most of them. Fortunately, our high school group chat is, is pretty good at being spoiler free. Yes. Yeah. Um, but when I finally got to watch it, I was not let down. This was everything I wanted. Um, this season ended up being just, I mean, the show elevated itself again. Yeah. Um, you know, it, after last week where we, and, and I, you and I correctly were, were of the thought that there's really no way that they, that that was an end for Kendall. Right. You know, and he wasn't going to be and, dead. No, that just didn't make that didn't make a ton of sense for us. Even though the internet absolutely like took that and ran wild with it, and HBO kind of played into it a little bit, didn't feature Kendall in any of the scenes from next week. So they were definitely letting that that conversation kind of kind of go from there. Which I appreciate. Greatly, um, by the way. But but yeah, we you know, but on you know on top of that, we didn't know what what this episode was going to bring. Right. And we, I don't think we, we certainly didn't predict this and we didn't predict anything like this all season, whether we were talking about Tom and the wire or the DOJ case or like somebody dying or whatever it might be that we could even come up with it. It's, it wasn't this. And that's why, that's why I loved this particular episode so much is because the twisting and the turning at the end 
was just so magnificent and it was so good and it was so juicy. And like, you know, I, I, I retweeted a, a, you know, a, a tweet from, I retweeted a tweet, Ross. That's uh, something that you can do on, on Twitter. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've said that sentence out loud and then immediately hated myself. Yeah, but, uh, but it, it compared the show and in, in this season in particular to like a work of art where you're up really close and you're looking at it uh-huh. and then you step back and you, then you see the whole picture. Yes. Right. And I thought that that was such a great metaphor. And, uh, you know, there, I heard a little bit of blowback uh, over the, you know, I, I think there was, it was overwhelming praise for the finale on Sunday night and into Monday morning. It's Tuesday now, Monday night, Tuesday started to hear a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of uh, the critiquing coming out. Few of the 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 picks that that we can uh, that we can knit or the knits that we can pick rather sure, um, and 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 we'll get there. But like each of these seasons on their own is absolutely a masterpiece of a painting. Now, do they all talk to each other? That's something that we can that that we, we can, can get, get into, into a little sure. bit more. But man, I was just this was so it was so good. Um, every everything from you know the Tom and Greg scene. To the to the three main our three main siblings kind of out by the dumpsters having that emotional catharsis was absolutely incredible and then the final moments where you where you realize that 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 everybody has been betrayed I mean it was just like note after note after note and I I, I thought it was uh, yeah it it blew my mind man like I was it was just so so well done and well crafted and 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 like you said it just man it elevated like I, I like I. I I was in on this season, as you as you kind of alluded to. We had some concerns going uh, going in, and through the first couple of episodes, I think my concerns evaporated relatively qu- quickly by episode three or four, uh, and then certainly going into the to the last arc of the season, I was oh, yeah. absolutely in. That's when we got sucked in hard. Uh, and uh, beam. and then and then this episode just like it. it it vaulted again. Yeah. It went to a new place that I wasn't really expecting. And like, there is no question. I mean, unless this, unless Jesse Armstrong and, and the staff make two just absolute duds of a season following season three, like this is a, this is a top show of all time for me with three seasons alone. I saw a lot of overreacting to, um, uh, in terms of like ranking this among the HBO greats. Sure, sure. Where I was like, okay, calm down. We just watched <laughs> it. We all know, like you just said, you're up too close to the painting still, pal. Right, right. Let's take a few steps back and chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um, sliding it in at like number three and shit in front of the Sopranos. <laughs> I was like, wait, you're out of your fucking mind. But I think you hit on something for me that in particular makes this show on another level and makes it great. And I, I completely agree with you. Unless they drop the bag like Game of Thrones style. Right. You're looking at inarguably... One of the greatest television shows ever made. Yeah, this is pan- this is a pantheon. Writing show. wise, they took it yeah. to another level again, and I think the unpredictability that you touched on, the, the, and, and it's something that you kind of brought up earlier in the season. With they give us these set pieces, right? Right. We never have a fucking clue where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. We knew there was going to be a wedding, but in the back of our minds, after last week, I don't think any of us was like, okay, so we're definitely going to Italy for the the wedding for the majority of the episode next week, or like the the sit the, the little situations they put us in are the ones that I find to be incredibly unpredictable. And then of course the 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 ending to this season was I mean I had no idea that was coming. It, and this there were, you know, speaking of like potentially some hyperbolic comparisons, but maybe not. 
I'm sure you saw that that this episode in the final scene was uh, it was compared to both The Godfather uh, quite a bit, and then and then also that was more for its filmmaking style and the way that like Logan pats Tom on the arm and like you almost think like the door the door is going to close on the on the kids right yeah which would have been super Godfatherish but it but it also got compared to the Red Wedding a lot because all of these people basically just got their throats slit and by I, their family members I did hear that um, from my and, dad and like. It's up there for me, but the difference is, you know what the difference is? Jesse Armstrong and his writers had to craft this story. They had to make all of these dots connect. They had to give you Tom telling Greg about the Greek mytho- about the Greek myth where somebody pushes his wife down the stairs and then castrates and marries his 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 boy his boy toy basically. Yes. Right? His his friend they gave us to that six hours ago, man, six episodes ago or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, and it was brilliant. a total throwaway at the time. We were like, what the, what was that well, For us, but for them, I mean, it t- if you watch those, like the after the episode shit, it's so impressive how they, yeah. the, the way they all talk about the show, it, the only other place I've seen it is like when I watch after Rick and Morty and it's like six different writers and right, they're all talking right. about how they came up with the episode. And I'm like, yeah. okay, these guys are all geniuses. <laughs> I mean, they're sick, but they're geniuses. But, Same thing. I was watching them going, okay, these guys are geniuses. They're sick. But yeah. they're geniuses. And and they crafted this. They put this story together. And guess what they didn't have? F- five incredible books with 4,000 pages each of, you know, canon and incredible and... detailed yeah. canon lore and storytelling already there for them. This was not an, a, this is not adapted. Right. They're, they're coming up with this stuff. Right. And that, and so that when you're, I think that makes it fair to put it on that level. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that, and that's why I do, I'm totally okay with comparing it and saying that it was similar to the red wedding and gave you that same type of gut punch feeling, if not as, you know, shockingly insane because nobody actually did die. But, um, but yeah, man, it, 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 it was the same level of, of kind of like, of, of, of craft, of storytelling. Drama and intrigue for yeah. me was on par with, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say for me personally, before we, before we move forward and get into the details of the episode, I, when people were saying Red Wedding and I was like, okay, come on, because like nothing will ever be the Red Wedding. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't. And, right. And I'm, yeah. But that's why I love your point so much. I think the fact that these guys built this story on their own accord, there was no George R. R. Martin series of books and his he wasn't in there helping them right. write the fucking thing yep. like George R. R. Martin was with Benioff and Weiss on Game of Thrones through the first few seasons, especially when he was heavily involved. These guys did it by themselves and that makes it to me easily in the tier with episodes like that yep. that were world changing because it was like, I mean this is another one of those episodes, you need these episodes that get people to tell their friends you've got to watch this fucking show. Yeah. And this is a finale that got people to do that. So before we dive into the weeds, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, making the most comfortable shorts in the world with the built-in underwear you know and love for living life and making love. It's like, why wear shorts with underwear when you can wear even better shorts with built-in underwear, thus creating less laundry, thus saving the planet, thus making you a hero who is also better looking and more comfortable. Get some Bird Dogs from birddogs.com. Use the code OCC when you do. And guess what, Barrett? They also make pants for winter months, these cold months, pants for work, pants for play, pants for golf, their new jaw. Our next level comfortable. I am wearing a pair right now. I like to call them long shorts. They are almost because they also have <laughs> built in underwear. They're phenomenal. Check out the new Bird Dogs joggers on birddogs.com. Grab yourself a pair. I absolutely love mine. I have worn them to sleep at night, woken up in the morning, gone jogging in them. 
I mean, they're that comfortable. You can do all kinds of different activities in Embarrassed, so many activities. And what's more, for being an OCC listener, when you use the code OCC at checkout on BirdDogs.com, BirdDogs is giving away free whistling footballs. I've got one behind me here, if you're watching on video. Uh, like, you know, the Nerf football you grew up loving as a kid, but it's a Bird Dogs whistling football. It's orange, and it has their logo on it and such. Yeah, it makes a noise like that when That's you throw it, it to your pal across the wintry landscape of wherever you are. <laughs> so this holiday season, Bird Dogs is giving the gift of free whistling footballs. When you go to birddogs.com, get yourself a pair of the most comfortable shorts, pants, joggers in the world, with or without the built-in underwear. If you don't want to be a rebel, you don't have to get the built-in underwear. I prefer it. Use the code OCC when you check out on birddogs.com and you'll support us and our show here, Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. We appreciate you just like we appreciate bird dogs. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's go. Weeds, let's start with Kendall and uh, the fact that he was not dead. Not dead. Not um, dead at all. But I will say, I didn't even expect them to frame it up as a suicide attempt. And they really, really did. I mean, an, an, a, okay, sort so of. The kids are all concerned that he maybe sort of unintentionally tried yeah. to kill himself, yeah. right? Yeah. And the way this scene unfolds, I think that's pretty accurate. Like, he's just getting as fucked up as he can, right? And he ends up blaming it on some kind of drink. Too many I... limoncellos, man. Limoncellos. <laughs> limoncellos. Who the fuck drinks limoncellos? We're in Italia. To that... Oh, yeah, that's it. That's why. Thank you, Barrett. Yeah, it's Italian aperitif. I forgot, which is also the funny thing. He goes to the hospital, and his assistant doesn't really know what happened because she doesn't speak <laughs> Italian. But... They had, him, they had him in there. Side note. Have, have, I don't think we've talked about this. Okay, Do you know who is playing the... the, the, the the girl whose name is Comfrey. No, By who the way, is that? We had some great Discord chatter because we we the court I, is strong. People did not know that her like they didn't they thought that was a joke or something that her name was Comfrey, and then we had a talk this conversation about how it was spelled. I've been sitting over here thinking it was like the name Humphrey, but with a C like C U M P H R E Y. Okay, it's no, it's Comfry. It's C O M F R Y, which is even weirder. But I guess not. It's not weirder than Humphrey with a C. <laughs> Humphrey, Humphrey with a C. I mean, that's a porn star name you you come up with, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that is her name. Yeah, you do. Her her real name is Dasha Nekrasova. And um, okay, yeah, she, she a, does. Is she, she a runway she, model. She does have some some Russian background, I believe. It's a runway model name. And she is the co-host of an insanely popular podcast, which is like a cultural commentary podcast. It may lean extremely far left i'm not totally sure no I'm not, shit i've not listened to it it's called red scare well and it I, sounds like maybe then and yeah. i and i i i just want to tell you that i'm not sh- totally sure why she's over here doing the acting thing because uh, red scares patreon is making almost sixty thousand dollars a month that's how popular she, that she is i wonder if she her... was that popular before yes red oh, scare wow. was massive it was like a you know uh what are the other fucking weird ones that are all like that are so huge on Patreon? I mean, Patreon? there's a ton of them. There's yeah. all kinds of weird ones that you wouldn't. I mean, I don't know any of them because I'm not on there. But uh, I do. I do recall a few with like you know just an abs- podcast I've never heard of with an absurd amount of Patreon subs- subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that are she making... she has one of those. Yeah. So I think so... that's also a strategic move by them. I mean, and her, right? But but. To bring in actors, actresses, whoever that that has influence in the space too, or in any space, but really in a space that's like involving highly intelligent conversation about society, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a good fit. So yeah, that is so, so random though. Yeah, so shouts to uh, to Humphrey, which is shouts. not spelled like Humphrey with a C. 
<laughs> Thank God, right? Um, but okay, so Kendall not dead, but framed up as sort of this this suicide attempt situation where he and he kind of quells that a little. He's like, guys, I just like listen, I can't. That's basically his attitude the whole episode. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not, like, can we not, I don't, I can't, I just can't. Um, But they're all worried about him. They do, like, this semi-mid-level fucking half-attempted an intervention type of thing where he ends up doing the classic intervention thing and then calling out everybody at the table with him, (laughs) like Christopher Maltesanti in The Sopranos. Um, And uh, it doesn't go... As, it doesn't go as badly as I thought it might at one point. No, and there there there's some setup there. I I think a few things. One is like that he he talks about he makes this allusion to how he's had everything taken, right? How he's been like out of all the kids, he's the one that's had his throat ripped out on like multiple occasions. He's been truly gutted by the actions of his father on multiple occasions, right? right. So he's kind of been there, done that, right? Um, which is. You know, in that final scene, why he's able to offer almost he's he's like he's the supportive one. And it, it, it mirrors the scene where they're supporting him, which will which will obviously get to. But so there's some setup for that. And then um, and then what was what was I going to say? There's uh, what were you just I mean, they saying? just seem to get like the oh that, that there's like some there's a little bit of bonding between the kids. Right. There. That, they're, that they're, we they're, haven't seen yet this season sort of maybe. Getting together on the same page. Well, they end up full blown doing getting together on the same page, but that's like the first scene where we see. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. it it starts to build. It starts to build where, I mean, you know, in the after the episode thing, they call back to episode three, I think it was, where nobody can get on the same page, and you and I started complaining, like, okay, well, if the fucking this is the same, it just over and over. Okay, so one kid makes a move, none of the other kids can agree. They all go back their separate ways, and everybody's in fighting again. One kid makes a move, they can't agree. They all go back their separate ways. Everybody's in fighting again. One kid, and it was just over and over and over. And finally, we get some. I what I like. They always keep the mask on the Roy's. They always are playing the game. They don't call timeouts. And we finally got several in this episode where the kids have no other choice because they finally have gotten to this breaking point. There's no other move. They are being fucked, as they put it. Yep. You know, it's fine. They they don't have another choice. And it's the only thing they can do is come back together. But my God, did it take forever. And yeah, so in the intervention, we get these moments of emotion where you can tell you're like, wait a minute, are they being genuine with each other right now? Holy shit, are they really going to stop? Like, are they really going to stop making jokes except for Roman, who can't help himself? <laughs> um, and But even his, his jokes were even, you could tell that he was trying to comfort his brother, right? Like, even in the even in the weird shit that Roman said, you felt like he was there for Kendall. Like, he was, he, d- he did stay right there with him when he has his full-blown meltdown. And, and by that point, you know, Connor's bounced because, right. let's talk about that for a second. At the intervention, Kendall's like, I'm the firstborn son. <laughs> He's and, the elder, and everybody yeah. watching is going... Calls himself the are, eldest, yeah. Are they going to say something? Like, And then Connor has his meltdown. I'm the eldest. Like, I'm the one. And then he's like, you know, godfathering. That's another godfathery type of little play right there because there's always the sibling infighting in the godfather too. Yeah. Um, not the godfather part two. T-O-O. But, uh, yeah, the, it, the way they forced the Roy children together in the most awkward possible way where like basically Roman's been written off as a sexual pervert shit and, and not able to wrangle Magnus or Magnum Matson. PI Matson. 
Shiv is a woman, which Logan sees as a negative, <laughs> and also has no professional experience in the industry, which is obviously a negative for everyone, ever. And Kindle is a murdering drug addict, uh, degenerate loser. So they've all been completely written off. Connor was never written in for some reason. Right, right. We don't really know why yet. He's a doofus, but they're all fucking doofuses. Yeah, I, I, I think... The, the the I think the biggest difference seemed to be that Connor and and obviously we don't we don't know as much but he kind of like w- didn't jump into the game as as kind of early he was eagerly late. as the other kids did right right he was out doing his thing with with uh, fucking around on the ranch with Willa with right in in New Mexico right uh, hyper decanting wine and like trying to marry a, a you know, an a, call, a, a call girl. He was living the good life yeah. <laughs> for him, you know, as good as he could do anyway. So it's like he, he never even really like and, and maybe that's because he realized early that his dad wasn't actually going to give him any of these legitimate opportunities. Might have been why. But he definitely did come. I think, you know, the other three kids all in the hunt that kind of brought him back around. He wants his piece of the pie, too. Right. But he gets so offended by the eldest child thing, which honestly just being an eldest child, I would be like, what are you, out of your fucking mind? You're going to claim you popped forth from the womb before me? I'm just older by you in days. That's how fucking time works. What's wrong with you? Anyway, I totally understood the anger there. I was like, dude, if my little brother claimed to be the eldest child, I would lose my nut. And uh, he stomps off. You'd go full nut nut. Full nut nut, bro. I love going full nut nut. Everybody knows that about me. It's actually been brought up to me multiple times recently. Somebody said, Ross is a little nut-nut. And I was like, I am a little nut-nut. Um, but, so let's, can we jump to the, the Kindle melting down yeah, let's go as to the they kind of, all find out what's happening? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Okay, so that scene, Connor's gone, Shivan and Roman, again, there's this genuine connection being brought forth. The actual sister-brother bonds and brother-brother bonds are finally being shown because they do stay with their brother. Million moments we've seen. Oh, fuck off. They go about their business and leave his ass sitting there in the sand. This did not happen. They stay with him. They talk to him. They comfort him. And they listen. And he shares. Yeah. Right? That's the other difference. He finally, Kindle finally takes his mask off too and says, look, here's what I've been dealing with, man. I killed a fucking kid. I killed a kid. And he tells his story, right? Yep. And by the end of it, Roman is like, did you? <laughs> but did you kill a kid? Because it sounds like he killed himself. Yeah. I would have been out of the water like a tabby cat or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's like yeah. they actually bring that up in the after the episode video yeah. with all the writers and, and Jason, and they're like, they. I mean, it made me feel like you know what, dude. There is no murder case here. Absolutely, and I, I. I and and I, I'm I'm saying that so emphatically, like yeah, he's totally fine, but but no, what I'm what I'm saying is that I I I do th- I was pushed in that direction as well, and what it did for me is I, you start looking back at season one, right, and what I think what you add to the story or maybe what comes into sharper focus is that when Kendall comes out of the water and run back and runs back to the house and is desperate and needs help. He is, as Kendall is, you know, want to do, like, he's a mess. He's high on drugs. He's drunk. He's in a terrible headspace. He's shit-faced. He's desperate. He thinks he's done something awful. He has no real clue if the kid's alive or dead, right? And Logan knows all of that. Yeah. So Logan also 
kind of uses the 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 position that Kendall's in against him to potentially like make this a bigger deal than it would have been criminally than it would have been. Make it and, seem like what because he never it's always skirted around. They, he never directly addresses it and says like you're going to prison for murder right. if I don't save you. Right. It's always this like I saved you. I'm saving you. Son, you've made a huge mistake and you know what you did. Yeah. And he just, and it, all of us assume the same thing. We all felt it. We've been carrying this for how many seasons? How many episodes now? We've been sitting and, here thinking, Kendall is a murderer. He's a killer. Yeah. And so has he. And then when he lays it out, finally, for some people who can actually give him some feedback, they're like pretty immediately pointing to holes in the story. Like, wait a minute, you what? Yeah. He jerked he, at the wheel? Yeah. So are you, I, yeah. The, did you the, hold him under? Like their, their question is a good one, is a good one. Or the, the point that they raise is like, well, I'm not actually, you're not like a, a murderer, dude. You're not a killer. Yeah. Like you're a fuck up, but you're, right. And but don't, th- don't overcredit this was, yourself. This was bad and, you know, potent, negligent and irresponsible and maybe like manslaughtery. Right. Yes, absolutely. But like but murder, but and, you're and not what Logan has held over him. What, life and, ending. Yes. No, not life ending. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I thought that that was. That's what all came into focus here is that well, Kendall life ending, is, but not Kendall's life. Kendall has obviously been so weighed down and burdened by this. Yes, and I think that it's I think it's safe to say it's like that that this episode was, you know, if if, if you want to be like, uh, you know, classy ab- about the way you frame it, or uh, or real metaphorical and 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 try to be profound, a Kendall, a version of Kendall, did die. He did. Right? Because this this kind of beaten down I'm always going like I'm 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 weighed down by the guilt of this because I can't talk about it and my dad knows about it and I'm awful. It's like just saying it out loud. Relieves so it's, you it's, of it. It, it relieves you of some of it because you hear it for yourself, acknowledge that it was a giant mistake and that you that that you know, that you're not a perfect person and that you fucked up hugely. Right. And then have somebody else pick you back up and be like, "Yeah, but not nothing is black and white everything we're all kind of fucked up we've ed, or as roman puts it um we've who hasn't all killed, killed a kid? Who, we've all killed a kid who hasn't killed a kid <laughs> uh and i i just you know it, it was so good because of course all roman can do is make jokes about it about how long it took him to get the gin and tonic and about how how he's clipped a kid in a porsche well, or whatever dude, as, but also, as well also there was truth to what he said they they metaphorically have all killed a kid in their dad's eyes. <laughs> Roman has the dick pics with um name slipping my mind. Jerry? Jerry. His dad has an immediate career killer. Shiv has an open relationship with her fucking husband who is backstabbing her to her dad, which we'll obviously get to later. I mean, every single one of these kids has something their dad can use to destroy them. And that, in a way, is true, but the thing that Kendall had on him was in the thing, you know, he says, I had everything taken from me. And the way, the reason he felt that way was this murder looming over his head, right? That his dad knew he killed someone. That was the thing. Yep. And now we kind of get to this conversation, and it's like, oh, shit, his dad doesn't have as much on him as we thought. Yeah, and I I loved it because Kendall is very clearly in need of something here you know he, he needs that he needs that emotional support and he, he he starts laughing and he gets it from his siblings now like and what, what i was thinking when i was watching the scene is like is that the best emotional support that a person could get 
No. Is it healthiest? No. Is it the healthiest? No. No. But it is what he gets and it works and it's what he needs and it makes sense for this group of Roy children. And because this is that a- is how they would that's how they would pick each other up. That's how they would comfort each other. That's how they would comfort yes. each other. He's not gonna get the super deep, heartfelt, like let's let let's have it all out. He's gonna get the like they are not Dr. Melfi therapists. Right. <laughs> they're and, they're and, just and his fuck up brother they're, they're and sister. Gonna, he's going to get the Roy sibling way, um, but it but it works in its own way, and it and it at least gets him off of that off of that rock bottom floor that we've that we've seen him at for for the last few episodes and really kind of two full seasons. I wanted to to pull up a a, a, a tweet thread, a Twitter thread. Yeah, is this I'm about gonna, them shooting the scene? Yeah, I'm going to retweet a tweet. Uh, oh, please do live for us with your voice. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just tell you in case you didn't see this. Uh, this is from Michael Schulman, and he said, "Jeremy told me about that incredible scene in the parking lot, which he said had a quote cathartic event, but didn't say what. Originally, Kendall was sitting on a stone pillar that Jeremy asked the production designer to make. They did nine takes, and he just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> he was in a quote place of despair and thought he had failed as an actor." He was facing his ultimate test and didn't want to contrive emotion that wasn't there. And that's Jeremy, not Kendall. He thought he had failed as an actor. He thought he had, quote, come to the limits of what I can do. Then he had an impulse to sit on the gravel instead, knowing that it would instantly render the first nine takes unusable because of the change in continuity. So he sank to the ground and saw the white mineral dust on his hands and, quote, the whole scene opened up. <laughs> I love and I, that. I, and I, I just, I love that. And it was very noticeable. You saw it like the, on his hands, on their pants. Yes. The kind of getting in the dirt type yes, thing. Yes. And then, and and everything that was, the way that scene was shot, uh, you know, just like kind of low with the camera angle. It's almost like how glittery, we, magical and how sand too. And how we're sitting next to the dumpsters, right? We're right next to the trash. So we, not only do we see the trash, see the kind of the ugly thing behind this incredible Tuscan villa but we also see the same type of workers coming out bringing the coming trash out, the bringing trash out cans. the trash the same type of people that that you know the, one that, that he, he thinks he killed and that he Kendall pats, manslaughtered he pats um, one on the shoulder like getting <laughs> into the car he's real nice to service people now folks Kendall has learned his lesson so it was just man it was yeah that that was just really 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 well shot it and, was and a, so well put together it was a, the probably the best visual representation of rock bottom that I have ever seen. And, uh, I mean, having felt some of those, like my life is broken, this shit is ruined. I have no way back type of feelings before. Well, I mean, this guy, again, I really hope they've got him a fucking therapist for the between seasons <laughs> shit because I know the dude's method and we've talked about how he goes full nut nut with it on set. Yeah, there was and, so much more talk about that this week too, I mean, because he did nine takes for that scene is another example of like it opened up because he sat on the fucking ground. I really don't understand the version of it that they were describing prior though where he's like on a, what is it? What was he on? A stone pillar. pillar. They the had, fuck like, does put that a, even mean? They'd put like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, you know, you know when you you come into a driveway sometimes and there's like stone pillars yeah. kind of marking so something he was like, like sitting that. on one Some, of those. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, I like the dirt more for sure, but it's just it's a hilarious story. And you hear stuff like this, you know, the the part that makes that hilarious, just to be clear, is that he thought he had failed as an actor <laughs> and reached his bitter end, and like it was the end of his his reached his, the limit of what his he can skill do. Skill set, yeah, yeah that he, he couldn't like, do no, it. Can't go any further. 
which is beautiful because it it lines up with what Kendall's feeling in that moment. And then it's able to unlock everything once he hits the ground. So just, yeah, an incredible scene. We see more from Roman and Shiv with Kendall emotionally than we have ever in the series, probably. Uh, they say in the after the episode thing that that's probably the closest the kids have been since high school. Yeah, yeah. They figure. Um, speaking of the acting thing, real quick, Clam Fam correction. We, we called uh, Daniel Day-Lewis... We we filed him away with the American version of acting because oh, he's shit. method. Oh shit! That Attributing Brian Cox to the British, British version, traditional right. classical way of acting. As it happens, Daniel Day Lewis is from across the pond, so not an so, American. It's not an American, but very American of me to try to steal him. True, very yeah, yeah. from the British. That's yes. the most American yeah. thing you could do, I think. Uh, so maybe we will claim Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Come and take him. Um, no, but yeah, that's thank you for saving us there. Uh, this, this, the Jeremy Strong, the performances in that particular scene set the stage for the rest of the episode. Yeah, which is really saying something because it feels like there's 40 minutes left. Right um, from when that happens. God, where do you even want to go next? I mean, they they basically figure out that something is going on. Their dad has has is clearly. Slipped out from under Roman's thumb. Yeah, he is like, making a move that they do not that they believe to be getting financing to sell Waystar because this other company they were going to merge with's market cap has actually shot above theirs. Yeah, that's right. And, and earlier in the episode, a, a, a scene that that we haven't mentioned yet is is we get um, we get Logan bringing Rome to go back over to Matson and kind of like see what's what, like right. what's what's do you want to merge here? with us or do not? Do you want to merge with us? Yeah, do you want to you want to play fucky or do you or do you not want to do that? Um, seems like something that Logan would say. It does. <laughs> uh, and he's always trying to play fucky. Matson just pretty much tells them straight up. He's like, Look, "You're a sinking deal. ship. I'm a flying rocket. Like this doesn't make sense unless it's me swallowing you. Yeah. Like no no equal thing where you still have." the same amount of control that I would like I'm, I'm, the I'm taking I'm the yeah, guy here I'm the guy here like you're you're no disrespect old man you're a legend but yeah your time is gone it's my time now Logan says like yeah no we're not doing that but they kind of maybe want to talk about a few asset swaps or something to, to mutually benefit uh, one another and Logan sends Roman away to go back to the wedding like you go well but even before he sends him away very important that they do like you already see in Logan his openness to conversation is is at a higher level than we've seen yet at any point. And and Roman is concerned. He goes, Dad? <laughs> at one point. Yeah. When, like, Matson's laying it out and he's not punching him in the nose, as Matson puts it. He's like, I notice you're not punching me in the nose. <laughs> and Rome does not share that information. He he still feels like he's his dad's guy. Yep. And it's the piece of him. He has to be basically ripped away from Logan to be a part of the siblings again because he's 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 the most tightly connected Absolutely. to Logan. Absolutely. And this point. I, I Logan mean drew this, him this, into his breast. This whole season has has focused on Roman a lot and we've seen it through his conversations with Matson especially but just are the way that he was kind of looped in on on fucking with Kendall at his birthday party with the offer for the shares like everything like he has felt like he is in the lead by right. a mile. He's been roped in. He's getting that. Con- he's he's getting that that affirmation from his dad. Yeah, and you power. see it, man. It's so it's so well done. Again, like the way that he's sitting next to his dad. They're very close on the boat out to to Switzerland or wherever yep. Matson's thing is. Um, he looks when he's on that boat. He has like his best looking outfit on. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. 
but it's like this really sharp, dark coat with a white t-shirt instead of some of like the more awkward, like brighter colored uh, short sleeve shirts that he usually wears. Right. It's like his cool outfit. Right. Um. So he's, yeah, he's feeling he's flying he's high. Feel, he's flying high. Absolutely, man. And he doesn't want to admit that, oh shit, maybe I've slipped or dropped the ball and never was as tight as I thought I was. And so he doesn't share that information with Shiv, which that is the thing that gives this window of opportunity to everything else that occurs in this episode, which we kind of have to start with Tom and Greg, I feel like. It's like, as everything starts to unfold and Greg is off trying to court this... The, the Countess. Countess. I, the, <laughs> Princess some of the, Some something. of the best lines from both of these characters <laughs> in the series so far in this episode, which is really, really saying something. But the most character development probably period in this episode comes from Tom. Because, man... They laid those cr- crumbs out for us, like you said, with the Greek mythology and all the different references and the fucking prison blogs and the conversation where she says, I don't even love you and you know it. And he says, fuck you. And all the different moments that happened between Shiv and Tom leading up to his decision to say, okay, if I'm just a pawn to you, then fuck you too. Yep. And he builds his own team and he has his own way and his own line to Logan and he figures a way that to, to secure his place in this kingdom. Yes. Because clearly this woman is not going to do it for him. She's over here trying to freeze his sperm. Freeze his sperm, let him go to prison, doesn't care about that. Cheating on each other, open marriage. Open marriage. I tells lo- him point blank, I don't Even love you. Even though I don't love you, I, I love you. Right. All the, the worst shit you could imagine in a relationship, can't, basically. Can't, yeah, and, and can... Just at no moment, at, at at none of these moments, can she even like offer him one crumb? And that right. final, that final one is, uh, well, where where do I fit in? Where will I be? And she's she like, can't fuck answer off, the Tom, question. Just high, whatever. You'll be high. We'll figure it out. And I would know, but like that no, to me, no, that was know. a throwaway. I, it didn't hit at all. When when that it didn't strike me as one of those Shiv Tom moments of conflict. I just went, yeah, of course, she has yeah, that, to that would, it later. that's just their relationship. But it right. was yeah. the but final it, yeah. straw that broke the camel's back because as he sees. If the kingdom's going to crumble and I don't have a place in it, what is the point of me being party to the kingdom crumbling? I should go establish my position in the kingdom. These fuckers don't care about me at all. Yeah. And who does he have as a player? He's got cousin Greg. Got Greg the motherfucking egg. Tom, I don't, what's Tom the Dom? Tom the motherfucking Dom? Now, yeah. (laughs) And Greg the motherfucking egg. Sporus and Nero, baby. Let's go. Dude, it's. This is the team soul, content. The, the soulless husbands. It's team content represented <laughs> on screen. Tom and Greg, they're amazing. And I mean, again, I cannot say enough about just the dialogue alone, but like by the, by the, okay. So the end of the Tom and Greg scene, when he's like, do you want to make a deal with the devil? And Greg's like, yeah, I do. And they shake hands and Greg like looks at his hand and like the magnitude of that moment in the moment, completely missed by your boy. <laughs> Laughing my ass off, love the scene, but I was like, ha ha, Tom and Greg, I'm a big stupid idiot. No, I mean, no, 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 no. When they make that scene, I, I didn't know what, what Tom's play was at right, that point. But I think a lot of people were watching it going, okay, Tom's making a play. He's, there are a lot of phone calls we're not seeing. There's a lot. He's, he seems like he's making some kind of move, and that did not even strike me. I was just like, I love Tom and Greg. <laughs> but by the end of the episode, obviously, you see what has occurred, that Greg, Tom has made this decision after all the prison blogs and all the being basically the biggest cuck in the world where no respect for himself, it seems like never stood up for himself in any real way, just being run over by his wife, who's clearly just using him as a piece. He doesn't even mean anything to her. She tells yep. him point blank, all these things. I mean, it's a fucking mess. Yeah. yeah it's... He finally snaps. He finally 
has this moment where he makes his real move, right? The, the move for securing his position before was prison. He was going to go to prison for Logan, and that would permanently secure him in Logan's inner circle, right? Yep. That was his move. Prison goes bye-bye. He still needs a move because Shiv is worthless to him, basically, as a, as a keeping his status completely worthless. She doesn't care about him at all. Right. He makes it. And, and man, it's fucking beautiful when he's walking by Logan as Logan makes his way out of the room after skewering the kids, which we'll get to, and he gets the shoulder tap from Logan, and Logan smiles at him, and everything comes crashing down, and you realize what he's done, and Shiv's face tells you the whole story, and you're just like, oh my god! (laughs) It was the moment for me that made the show just another level where I was like, okay, never mind. You guys did it. You did it. If I had doubt, I'm sorry. I was wrong. You're better than me. You're smarter than me. You're funnier than me. You're more entertaining than me. (laughs) It's my fault. I I should never have doubted y'all. This is fucking crazy. That moment, it just was like, that's a top 10 TV moment of all time for me, because I've been rooting for this fucker to do something for himself for three goddamn seasons and finally he sticks the knife in it's so i, I mean we should just you know we, we we'll we'll go backwards a little bit too yeah, but, we'll but, to. but but we should just you know <laughs> jump into that scene here because it like just, uh, the just the the web of emotions that you feel because like <laughs> you know that these kids suck that they're not really good at anything <laughs> And yet it's not the best people. It's a pretty gutting moment for them as well. And I think you feel that for them because they because it's so much fun to watch them in that car ride up there Mm. where they finally say, "Okay, let's, you know, let's fucking ride. Let's Let's do this this thing together. together. Let's let's take the old man down. Let's kill dad, as they always uh, refer to it. Yeah. And so they're finally going to do it. And then he's already killed them. I fucking beat you. He just he has them because he always does. And you think about that. What what did Tom say to Kendall, which was such a good line and it was so meaningful and we knew it then. He said, and it came I've back. seen you lose. I've a million seen you times, lose a million times. I've never seen Logan lose once. I've never seen him lose once. But the thing, the difference maker here is that the only reason, the only reason Logan wins is Tom. Is Tom. But he yeah. doesn't tell them that, of course. <laughs> he makes it seem like I've beaten you this whole time. Right. I've had you beat this whole time. And as he's giving him that dialogue, as, as Brian Cox, as Logan Roy, is delivering, like, he's like, enough of this shit. You're playing toy fucking soldiers. Loses his shit. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know the game. I'm so many steps ahead of you. You fuckers don't even. You're not even. Some people are buck so off, far. Fuck off, you nosy pedestrians. Yeah. Just all time burned. As Uncle all Junior. Ta- all time burned. Puts it in The Sopranos. Some people are so far behind in the race that they actually believe they're leading. <laughs> That's his kids to him. Yeah. And he. I love the I beat you thing because it's like he only saw them at this point as competition. That's the, it. The, the, this was. This was such a good moment, and 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 we talked about the you know after the the, the three kids have the the scene outside with Kendall, the, there's that you know they're they're scrambling to figure out what's going on, and they're not to to pull from the business jargon, they're not inside any deals, they're not across. They've got no anything. inside track, dude. They've got nothing, man. Like they they and and that's that's another kind of big realization I think in this final scene, is that. Logan, this whole time, has been doing nothing but just letting them play toy fucking soldiers. Because he's maintained total control, and yes. they've never made any real decisions. It's all sham jobs at the top yep. for Shiv. Yep. It's all, you know, uh, yeah, you can be my assistant, Rome. You can help me, you know, you can tag sure, along. be my little bitch boy. Yeah. At, be or, my dirty work guy, sure. Right. Or, you know, or for Kendall, 
I own you. Maybe it was real at one point, but you're such a fuck up that instead I just have to clean up all your messes and own you. And you're just a perpetual, you know, thorn in in my side. Yes. Pain in my ass. And so it's like none of that. Like they were all delusional the whole time. To think they had a shot. To even even think that they had a shot. And so it's like it's, it's nothing for Logan to just put the boot on the neck. And end it, yeah. And and end it, because... But it's so crazy to me... These kids are all idiots. They're fuck-ups. They're morons. They are. But, and it's like that... We we talked about... My dad made that point to me. He was like, none of these kids, realistically... And my dad's not like some high-powered fucking executive in corporate America to know this for... He's... It's just reading the world, right? None of them would have a realistic shot at at running that publicly traded media corporation. Like, they... The board and the stockholders would not allow one of these three slap dicks. Right. One with zero experience, one with sexual perversion issues, and one who's a murdering psychopathic degenerate. None of them have a chance in hell. But they always made us think they did. Yeah. And they always made themselves believe it. And and man, in that moment when he basically shows them, like, you've always been nothing but a joke to me. Something I had to deal with. As I continue to run my empire, because none of you are worthy of it. And I have no intention of allowing you to ruin this thing I have built with your stupidity and ignorance and carelessness. And he just fucking, I mean, we've seen this man treat these kids like ass and make really big points and, and do really messed up things and go piss mad and be all kinds of crazy. But in this scene, it's just brutality. Like, he shows not at, he's like, love when he asked Roman, you he's like, me with love? you bring love, you think <laughs> love. And it's just like, I, he, he basically explains to them. And it's the first time I've ever, or at least in a long time that I've considered things from Logan's angle. Yeah. Where I'm like, if you're Logan Roy, and even if you, I mean, like, clearly, I think he probably has to admit to himself on some level that he failed as a father. Well, he certainly didn't fail as a businessman. And that's the only thing he's going to hold on to now because his kids fucked him. Yeah. Right. They all, they're all slapdicks. They all, none of them wanted to work hard. None of them wanted to. To earn this, so screw them. Yeah, and I mean that's his attitude. Is it correct? It maybe not. I'm, but I mean, there, you can see why he has that attitude. No, and 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 look, Logan is the big bad, of course. But th- this show is so nuanced and has so many things to say about like wealth and privilege and all that. Like and generations and of Americans I, too. Yes, absolutely. Like I, I, I don't. Yes, the fact that he is not actually American, that he did come over here and made his own pile as an immigrant which i which i think is 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 such an important line because i don't yes. think it's any coincidence that the three people out of out kind of out of our cast are and the three main ones and then of course you got you still got the the, the c-suite the exec team who's all still there all still looking out for themselves and that is working for them and they are jerry, still riding carl jerry carl frank are still frank are all there still yeah. in the mix and then for Logan, not the kids at the, all. The, and then the two people, the two, you know, I'm doing air quotes here because they're not necessarily kids, but the our two characters that are now aligned with Logan and are now in favor are the ones that have that that didn't grow up with this entitlement that they deserved it all. Tom and Greg. Tom and Greg. They've By the been, way, they've been out in the world doing other things with their at least at the very least with their childhoods and 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 young adulthoods well they earned this spot right they yeah. weren't given it immediately they didn't weren't born into this position i mean They've we earned we, it we on we've some seen, level we've seen greg Sick or not scheme his way to the position that he's in right you know he was he was right buffalo was right there for the taking for him yeah and yet 
he he ladder climbed he ladder hopped again he ladder climbed he again. elevates he, just like the show keeps doing man he does and 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 tom's finally making this move and it's like these pe- these are the one people that know how to make the moves and that the are actually making poster moves holds true by the way well, there was like a dozen of them released. Well, the one that we talked about where the split down the middle clearly showed the two sides. One side was Logan with Tom and Greg and then Connor sort of in the middle. Okay. And the other side was Kendall with Shiv and Roman. Uh, that one held true through the end of this episode. Yeah, they, where did, they did give us one that was, that was accurate. It was an yeah. accurate depiction of sort of yeah. how things would be at the end. And yes, it is insane to think about. But where we are starting season three, the kids are dead, basically. Four. Four, excuse me. Season four. On next season. Where we are starting season four. The kids are dead, basically. And Tom and Greg are actually in very significant positions of power at this point. He Greg, told has, Greg Gre- he could have 20 Gregs. <laughs> he could have 20 Gregs, and he's going to, you know where Greg's going to be. You know where he's going to slide in, right? Where? At the bottom of the top. Bottom of the top, baby. <laughs> I'll buy you a thousand George Michaels to teach how to drive. Dude, the bottom of the top is, a, and that that's another line that proves what you're saying. It's like, that is so far up from where this fucker started the show, <laughs> puking out of a mascot mask at a theme park. Now he's going to be the basically right-hand man of, right-hand man of what I would argue is the highest, the fastest rising high-powered executive yeah, at one of the largest media corporations in the world yes in tom uh tom just bunny hopped everyone right and they're gonna be even bigger since they just got acquired by one of the hottest tech companies out there bro matson dude dude gojo so hot right now so do you think matson moving forward is a is a is a character i do i think scarsgard's coming back scarsgard is here he he you know and 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 to bring him up like when when logan shoes roman away Uh uh-huh and isn't punching Matson in the nose, I think that's another piece of the realization that, like, my kids don't even hold a candle to this guy, right? That actually knows what he's talking about and knows what he's doing and built his own pile and is here playing the game. And, like, he just... It, he's got it all? He kind of... And he kind of he kind of beats Logan in a way. Oh, he for sure beat him. He, he goes used out, him. He goes out of his way to, like... To, he used to, them to get his market cap To get his higher, market man. cap up. And to the point where he could swallow them instead of the other yes, way around. Exactly. And, and Logan, I, I think, realizes that in the moment too. Sort of. Oh shit! This man made a play. And so it's 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 just another piece of it where where like, or, or a realization that like my kids are not my peers or contemporaries or legitimate threats or even playing the same game that I am playing. Exactly. This guy is, and I I I, I feel like that that makes him okay with. Letting Matson take it essentially, and the other part is he says is that he doesn't want to lose five Billy, right? And and Kendall's like, "What are you gonna do, Dad? What are you gonna do, Dad? Put it in the pile with the other Billy, with the other with yeah. the other bills, with the other bills, five more. What's five five billion more?" <laughs> and his dad's like, "Yeah, probably, but it's his life work. That's the thing you have to remember. It's he the old man sees this company as his legacy, and he doesn't want to give it to somebody who's gonna fuck it. He'd rather have it be a part of something else moving forward if that also allows him to cash out and be rid of his idiot children yep. who are a constant pain in, his, pain in his ass. Yeah, so I do foresee, you know, Alexander Skarsgård, obviously well-loved in the HBO family, oh, as yeah, we baby. constantly talk about. So Big I, Little I, Lies, I, True Blood. My guess is that he is uh, back on the show as potentially even, like, ma- main cast next season. Um, I definitely expect a bigger character, for sure, that yeah, he'll be more involved. Yeah, and I'm, and, and, and I'm looking forward to that. Because um, I thoroughly enjoyed his role. I thought Matson was great. L- let me bounce something off you and just it, see if, if I'm tracking the, the right way here, if, if, sure. you, if you're picking up the same thing. 
for the kids, the the three main ones, but Connor to a degree, this is not, this is, has almost nothing to do with money for them. No matter what, they didn't just get cut out of the will. They didn't just lose all of their shares. They just lost the piece of the trust of the holding company that gave them power. That gave them power if they all banded together because right. their mom essentially dissolved it or gave away her shares, which gave Logan more majority than than they had together, right? But like, that and and that they're so upset because they are not going to get the opportunity to run this family company. And that's all they want. But and yeah. that's all they want. Just like all any of them I want mean, it's the is position. to is is to to be near the power teat and to climb higher and higher and higher and higher. Or towards be the it, top of it, yeah. and then knock somebody off of the top of it, right? Right. That's, but that's what they're, what they're crushed about. Yeah, I they're, think they all kind of financially, they are like, all totally fine and oh, set, dude, no matter what happens. There's not a world in which any of these three people should be given any kind of fucking sympathy over money yeah, at all. Okay, so and that, they don't bring up money specific dollars. Some like, I'm not. I'm, I'm talking in terms of personal finances. They'll right. talk about the value of the company, but they're not talking about like. Very often, how much Tom makes or Greg makes or what these guys are pulling in terms of stock because options or anything like that. It really doesn't matter because your point is the thing that makes the Roy children tick. Yep. It's about position. It's about status. Yes. And it's about the possibility. I think they all kind of saw it as like, well, dad'll eventually move out of the way and pick one of us. Yep. And then we'll just infight for the top spot the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be what we do. And yeah. I think this yeah. is, it, the dream is dead, right? The like dream, that, that was their purpose in yes, life, yes. essentially. Yes, And yes. the dream has been killed here where, where, I mean, the look on Shiv's face, and I think to close the season on that shot Ooh. of Tom over her shoulder, more Godfather, uh, who comes in and God, he's, isn't it so perfect Ooh. how he just comes in and acts like, Oh, he's cold, bro. Yeah. He's just, I'm going to do what Shiv does. Right. Oh it's, my God. Everything's fine. What? Did I just make a move behind your back? It's, yeah, oh, did it's I just, just this, did yeah. I just, did I just ruin your entire life? I'm sorry. <laughs> did I just ruin everything for you? Oh, you do that for me every day. Yeah. Yeah. And she fucking has to do the same thing and goes, yep. 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 I've, so I've, good. I earned this. I think in the moment she's furious, right? It's of pure course, anger. Of course. But. Oh, she, she earned she that, masks, baby. She masks up, though. She earned the shit out of that. And, it, I mean, it, it is so wild to me to think about that in the end, what it came down to was Shiv completely failing to perform her wifely duties to this man who was trying to perform <laughs> his husbandly duties to her. I don't mean yeah, in a yeah. baby-making way. I mean sure. in, a, in a show him love and support and make him feel needed and wanted and as a part of the family. Yep. She never did that. She failed, and it cost her Everything and it cost him, Logan and, and Kendall, everything too. That ended up being the fucking breaker, not Kendall driving into a lake with some kid, not him being a smackhead or being a terrible dad or outing his company, their company as a whole for sexual misconduct or Roman sexual misconduct. It was Shiv's failure to make Tom not unhappy. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> So he stabs her in the back and the whole fucking pyramid comes tumbling down. And I mean, it was an all-time television moment to watch him walk in casually yeah. and play it off. Yeah. Like, I, it took me a few seconds. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Oh! Oh, fucking Tom! Tom! Oh, my God! Like, it's just, there's not many TV moments that give me that adrenaline. Yeah. Like, yes. I've just watched a real-life event occur that is world changing and yeah. in this case i was just fucking blown away dude 
Uh, let me let me ask you about some of the picks, about some of the nits Pick that them. I that I saw people picking. Is, can can I do that now? Yeah, ask ask away. All right. So I, I would say that this show occasionally does have what I'll call a Kenny problem about it. Okay. It it out of all the 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 things the concerns that were raised um, over the last forty eight hours, I, I thought this one was at least at the, if not the most concerning, I thought the the, the most uh, interesting. And it's it's the thing where like stuff will happen that seems big while we're watching episodically, but then isn't that serious from episode to episode. And then and when you you know, when you zoom out, it all kind of like goes away because it's all just noise. But while we're watching, it can feel like a little bit like, oh, wait, wait, did and you're kind of like red herring. You're kind of yeah, and you're kind of thrown because it doesn't seem to matter anymore. So, just examples off the top of my head: the climactic, insane finale, season-ending moment of season two doesn't end up mattering that much in season three. What was it? Kendall revealing that he's you know got the goods and and you know oh yeah 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 throwing logan under the bus well i mean it, and then i would i would disagree with that cuz it the whole season was about logan having to beat this fucking problem that kindle had created right but then there's like the doj raid and then it doesn't matter and then there's like the kindle gets the big lawyer and then it doesn't matter and then more recently it's like uh it, what, what, oh the with the the dick pic there's the dick pic, and we think shiv is going to fucking bury roman or jerry and then the next episode they're like playing monopoly together and so there, there are these things that like that make the individual episodes f- very exciting and interesting, and then we kind of latch onto those yeah. to those details. But then in the this, grand scheme, they're kind of they end up rendered inconsequential, a little meaningless. I mean, that sounds like motherfuckers who are angry that they didn't predict what was going to happen. Like, <laughs> how are you going to be angry about? I, 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 compl- I can't, I can't vibe with that. That shit makes okay. no sense to me because every show ever has moments that render everything prior worthless. And yeah. in this case, you could literally argue that nothing we watched this season or since Shiv's marriage mattered other than her refusing to, you know, actually be married to Tom, like to, to build a real relationship because that is the only thing that fucked them in the end. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, every story has to build towards something. Uh, and all those moments had these, that they gave you this, the the proof, the definitive evidence that none of these people were worthy of this slot. And they gave yeah. you why Logan feels that way. Yeah, it's it's also just to 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 answer my own question, it's 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 a total grass is greener type, type situation with Absolutely. TV. Because you go back to 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 Game of Thrones, right? And it's like we'd get into seat into those mid middle seasons and we'd get into the middle episodes and people would just be like, uh, that was just a that was just a nothing episode. Like nothing really happened. Like that was just like setting the pieces up. Right. Like, it's like right? come on. And so because because nothing big happened from episodes three to seven, there would always be complaints that like, oh, it's kind of it's going a little slow. And then on the flip side, I had to bail from a show like Yellowstone, where something so insane and is like, happening all the time. Remarkable and jaw dropping and flooring and life changing is happening every single episode. Right. And it's like, okay. This is this is this is too, too much. much. This, this is, is a whiplash, man. This is so yeah. Uh, and I totally understand that people love that show, and it it I, it's it it was really fun while we were watching it. I just couldn't just I'm, wasn't I'm not scared of you. Just wasn't for, for wasn't for me personally. Um, I thought all, it was for me. That. I just am not trying to watch um, like you said a, a series where every episode has 
It's the most dramatic shit I've ever seen. So I actually think that Succession finds a really nice middle ground where it does give you these kind of big moments. The fact that those big moments aren't necessarily the ones that end up mattering to the overarching plot. Still disagree with that, though. Uh, it, it's, it's not that it's not that big of a deal to me. I mean, they definitely use a lot of of distraction to keep you from. I mean, it's I wouldn't even call it that because it's it's like it's just substance, man. They put a ton of substance into this show and a ton of depth and a ton of stuff that gives you a real feel for the people you're dealing with and their characters. And in the end, I do understand feel like feeling like the rug was pulled out from under you a little bit here for sure as a fan. But I don't know how you can like. Here's what I'll say. If you rewatch these first three seasons and you feel the same way, then I'll have that conversation. But Mm -hmm. I think a rewatch is definitely worthy before you can start lodging complaints against the inner workings of the seasons. Because, like, I mean, bro, there are throwaway, there are whole fucking seasons that you could throw away from some of the greatest shows ever made. Yep. And that has not even come close to occurring here. And uh, we need to. We need to enjoy this ride. Yeah, yeah. Each of these seasons has been phenomenal. And, and I, I mean, Man, I'm just I'm I'm so geared up for season four too. <laughs> oh shit! Like like you know, and we, I we, did not think I would be in that place. We talked about how well these kids just can't keep fighting for the top, and now there's not really a top to fight for. So they now what they, do they do? They, yeah, we we really and I I love being in that. Like, well, shit. Now what are they gonna do? Right for all three of these. I kids. mean, Kendall and for Logan, Shiv. who's not necessarily who is what going to be sitting on the board, but not necessarily in charge, at least to start. And so, well, it, let me it, ask you: Do you think the Gojo do I think the deal goes through? goes through or will that be next season? So that see, and that's a good example of like, if the Gojo deal doesn't go through, people are going to be pissed. Yep. And, and I will do that shit constantly. And on I will. Show. And, and I'll, I'll definitely feel some of that. And it's, it's, so it'll be the, th- it'll be the thing again, right? Yeah. I, if they, I, okay, if I they, understand if now. they do that yeah. by the end of season four, I may say, well, season four was fucking majestic and but, that was incredible. But like you real, but, but does it take a little bit of the shine away from what happened in that incredible finale of season three? Yeah, it will a little bit. I think you're right. I mean, I think that's fair. I, and and if, if if that's the sacrificial lamb for us to get this kind of payoff at the end of every season, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but but as a storyteller, I that, completely understand what you're saying. There's so, a little cheapness to it yeah. when it feels like, oh, okay, well, you guys threw all this shit at us, and then it was just, it was this thing the whole time? And, and let, let's, can we... Get to the inner workings of what happens. Essentially, their mom is marrying some doofus yep. who has uh, aspirations for more. He's trying to rise through the ranks He'd like of to society. be a little lord. He would like to be a little lord. <laughs> and uh, little lord fuckle pants or whatever. Got another Hans one Christian Anderfuck. <laughs> that was a phenomenal <laughs> delivery of a nickname there. Um, but the mom <clears throat> and... The, okay, Logan and the mother of these children have a divorce agreement that essentially in the divorce agreement, she said, part of what you're going to do is give these kids positions in the holding trust for the company. So that essentially you cannot remove us from this, this standing in society, this position in the world of media ownership as massively powerful humans. Like that can't be taken from my children. But by the time she's getting remarried to this guy. And by the time Tom has told Logan, Hey, the kids are about to fuck you out of everything. Guess who's got a sweet little deal he can offer his ex-wife? The apartment in London, which also gets mentioned because uh, Little Lord loves that. 
Mm-hmm. Loves that spot. He loves that spot. He wants to, and then he like he had liked to be, you know, a little a little lord. And as, I think as, it, as, as I said. Th- there's double <laughs> like joy in this for Logan because it's like, all right, well, this dude is not even like a ego threat to me. He doesn't even care about picking up my fucking scraps. He wants my old apart this apartment and shit. Like in my ex, like fuck it. I that part doesn't have to play right to an otherwise pretty ego filled dude. Yep. Then. He settled this whole fucking business about his kids having any power or say in what happens with the company because he didn't think any of them should have that ability. On top of that, I think by the age of whatever she is now getting remarried, the mom has also seen enough from the kids to say, okay, maybe. Because she straight up says on the phone, we, I never should have allowed you to be put in this position. I don't think it was good for you. And I'm sorry. This, but she thinks this is a repair. That's what Logan's able to convince her of. You can save the kids. They're all drowning. <laughs> Because of this opportunity, because of the weight of this thing that they can't handle, and you can save them by writing them out of this thing with me. And she fucking does it, and it's mom at the end of the day who really kills them. Yeah, and and I mean, you you can maybe that's that's all she needed, but I think that it's also safe to say that as a mom, she would be easily convinced of something like that. And I think that 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 w- once again, as far as setups go, when Ken when Ken arrives to the wedding, who is she choosing over her son? to be at all the wedding events. Logan. Like, she shares, regardless of of, of how she operated to look out for her kids when they got divorced, yep. she has more in common with Logan than she does with the kids. Absolutely. You know, she is she is cutthroat. She is looking out for herself. She she wants what she wants. She's going to operate in, at her, all costs. in her best self-interest. And so it's like, you know, we, we've... We've seen her in in some in some seasons before in season two, I believe, and like then again with the with you know that was that one that scene she shared a scene with Kendall where she could offer him nothing again in the way of emotional support, uh, and then here in season three has just a devastating conversation with her daughter Shiv. It's never it's never good when you tell your kids that you shouldn't have had kids. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's that's a that's an inappropriate remark to yeah. make to your children. I should have had dogs. Should never not, ever. Not you. That's sitting right in front of me and that I'm talking to. So I, you know what's fucked up is I've actually heard a grandparent say that to a to to a child before. So it uh. she yeah she it, it I, I, all I'm saying pretty easy for her to uh, to be told where to where to put the knife. I think <sighs> yes. Um, which I mean an, another point I want to make sure. Okay, so mommy did the stabbing. Because she was able to be easily sold on it, yep. And because of her new life situation with this new, yes, l- little lord, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and our and our power move, our power player, the guy who's risen the most and and benefited the most as a result of all this, and and that made the big move to get himself in a position where he's permanently in- installed in the Roy yeah. power tree is Tom, and the, and a concern that I saw levied uh, was that will. Basically, will Tom's character and the guy that play him be able to pull that off? And I thought that was insane. At no point, it's Matthew Mc, Mc, Mc what? Uh, so I, McFadden? I, I, McFadden. Yep. McFadden? Yep. At no point has he delivered a scene where I was like, oh, come on, Matthew. <laughs> Never. At, at no point have I been like, this dude's not very believable, or like, he didn't crush that line exactly. Or like, honestly, nobody on the show has had one of those moments. So... I, I don't really get the Matthew McFadden well, that, doubt. That, that implies that just because he's in a new position of power, he needs to like be like more domineering on screen all the time or something. Like, or, or yeah, or ju- or like 
act differently. Right. But the fact is, the way that he has acted has and, and did in the him, final scene and has gotten him to where he is. But it's the mask wearing that and they I, all have to do, right? That yeah. the way he acts in the final scene is how I expect him to act next season. I don't expect to see Big Dick Tom coming out in some fucking power suit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like the owner of the Patriots. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think he's yeah, going to continue to play. Yeah. 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 But people. No, I guess, I'm not worried about that at all. No, neither am I, man. And I just, I, I think even it honestly was. It was an example of what this show has been able to do well, which is make a shift that provides another interesting perspective and possibilities, interesting possibilities to play with, right, with the future of the storytelling. And putting Tom into a more prominent position of power in our story is a great, great move, in my opinion. It's not, we haven't seen him in any type of position of power. He's been getting shit on the entire fucking yeah. series. No, it's a great power a power dynamic shift. shift. Yeah. That, yeah. Will, that will play out in a way like nothing we've seen before. A turn of the tables for and, us. But to your point, I don't expect Tom to have to act a lot differently. No, no, no. So we shouldn't lose anything in terms of quality of character there. So that's that's not really something yeah. I'm concerned Sp- with. Sporus and Nero, let's go. And also, yes. I concur with the billion other people who have said this. Tom Wobsgams, as my dog vomits on the carpet. <laughs> no, she's just like popping up a hairball. Is one of the great character developments in any story I've ever watched. Period. Yeah. 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 Like from where we where we were season one to here. Him and Greg, they're almost coupled. You know? They, yeah. You they, gotta yeah. put them together. Yeah, he's about to castrate Greg and marry him. He's gonna castrate him and marry him. <laughs> Do you think that we'll ever get a Tom and Greg love scene? Uh, no, I don't. They'll never go that far. Probably not. But I bet you, I bet you, Barrett, that the gays make a good porn of Tom and Greg. Oh, they, yeah, they could. They definitely. Oh, could. I bet you it there, exists. I saw a, I saw some 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 memes or whatever that uh-huh. was like that somebody had cut a rom com trailer that was about Tom and Greg. It was basically like a succession yes. rom com for for Tom and Greg. I would watch the shit out of that. And now, you know, I, either of them would absolutely go for it as well if there was a grand duchy on the line. Dude. <laughs> I also love how Greg's like, yeah, or Tom is like, yeah, sure, Greg. Okay, yes, but do you want to make a deal with the... De- like, let me actually talk to you about something relatively important. I don't think you're going to become the king of fucking Italy or whatever you're thinking in your mind. Um. Oh, my God, this show. It was so... I, I just... And, man, I, we're, we're just, you know, filleting the show at this point, but... Don't mind the, the testicles. The The... The characters are so full, right? Because it's like, Greg is so, it's not a question for him, right? At the, at the end, he wants to know a little bit more from Tom, but like he, it, he's so sealed. And, and we talked about this, um, th- this kind of, what is Greg? Is he smart? Is he dumb? Does he know what he's doing? Does he not know what he's doing? Right. And it's like, what, what he's doing is look, is looking out for himself. As so many of the characters that succeed on this show are doing constantly, right, and and doing well, the ones that that fail are the ones that don't do this well, right. You know, don't make smart or sound plays, right. Roman is not looking out for himself when he is sending dick pics to the CEO of the company that he is trying to run. I mean, even the thing he thinks he's doing to look out for himself, which is be <laughs> his dad's little bitch, is not actually looking out for himself in the end. As you said, Shiv is not looking out for herself when she is treating her husband like shit. And, and Kendall is not looking out for himself him, when he is drinking too many limoncellos and popping God knows what and passing out in the pool. Yes. Right? So that's... that's that. Greg is Greg, and he's all of those things, but at the end of the day, he's just really good 
doing what's best for Greg. And when and, it counts. And, yeah. Yeah, when it really matters, yes. he's made the right moves. Um, regardless of how stupid he may be, I also think an important element to Greg is that this is not about money for him either. No. Remember, this is a guy who stood to inherit a hundred million dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. He was not about to be broke ever in his life, and I think the implication can be made probably that based on whatever amount of money his mother or father has, that that also might still probably be the case. And in tr- We're talking real-world people for a second. Nobody in the motherfucking world that is worth five mil plus needs to be concerned about money, right? That's fucking crazy that you would see, sit there and be like, damn, I hope Greg's okay. Also, so what I'm saying is Greg I think he's probably well off. Yes, he accidentally bought a $40,000 watch and, and it didn't fine. seem like that big of a deal to right. him. Right, so I think it's he's already rich is my point. Yes. I think Greg was going to be rich no matter what. And just because we met him in mascot school does not mean he didn't have some type of cushion to fall back on. So the only thing that's mattered for him is the rise, right? The climb. It's not about, you know, necessarily in the end trying to be head of whatever parks or he was <laughs> at one point trying to be a head of. Starbright or something like that? Now it's Buffalo? Now it's like, okay, I'm I'm actually going to attach myself Star? I think and, might have been and Star. do dirty work for the man who is the highest, fastest rising executive yeah. at Waystar. Oh, yeah. And and in terms of Logan, what Greg is trying to do is build his own pile in a way. Yes. I mean, he's making he he did get himself fucked out of the inheritance. He basically <laughs> said, fuck it. I'm going to swing with Kendall, who is a psycho and I cannot for the life of me figure out why he did. But he seemed to quickly correct course, reattach to Tom and keep himself attached to Tom enough so that when Tom finally got the chance to make his move, there was only one obvious play. And it's to bring Greg the gotta, egg with you. You got to bring Greg. Yeah. That's your boy. It's your good luck charm. My God. It's <laughs> glorious. Yeah. Um, you brought it up earlier, but. I, I didn't think there was any way. I mean, I really just like we're three we're three seasons in. I didn't think it was going to be season three ends, and I'm looking forward to season four more than any season so far. But that is where we're at. This setup gives me more excitement and more to look forward to for next season than anything since we watched season one. Right, going into season two, I was like, I don't really know, man. You never really know. You mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. know with the sophomore season. It's sure. fucking hard. Yeah. Season three. We had all the the complaints that we lodged about whether or not this would just be spinning yeah, the fucking we, we, wheels all, because all of it, and we had to wait two years for it, and then it, it, it got so hot ass. over it, you know it got like the the show gained so much popularity and steam over the course of uh, of of of, of, the the, pandemic, of those two yeah. years of of the thick of the pandemic, and so uh, yeah, yeah the, the, it really was. We didn't know what season three was going to bring as as far as how the show was going to operate now that it was kind of a different show, right? Uh, to in people's minds. More popular than ever. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, they that, pulled it off, man. They really did. They it's, really uh, did. It's impressive stuff. They really, I mean, I, I I, don't think that their congratulations comes from from you and I necessarily. I think they'll probably get some forms of trophy from all types of organizations like the Emmys and such. Um, I expect them to be nominated for many categories as yeah, a I mean, result I'm, of this. There, there's almost no way Jeremy Strong doesn't get another one. Yeah, this was, um, this and was then, crazy. And, yeah, and it, it, it's un, it's unfortunate because it'll be a bloodbath in the, in uh, supporting actor. Oh yeah, because like uh, you know, uh, Matthew McFadden like maybe swooped in and stole it I with these he, last two episodes. I think you got to give it to him. But like Rome was pretty awesome this season. It was incredible. He got, he got more playing time. Yep. Than he'd ever gotten. Yep. And he was awesome with it. He was really really good and handled the ball well. Handle yes, absolutely and. You know, or they'll split the vote and like some dude from This Is Us will win it instead. But 
<laughs> yeah, but you, I mean, you're not wrong. There's going to be a lot of competition there for just it, but just in the pool of the actors on our show that we're talking about right now, Succession. And even be- Brian Cox, man, he got the like that final scene doesn't doesn't hum the way it does without him going going full beast. And uh, well said. You know, just like yeah, he's got to get an um. I think you have to nominate everyone that's not Shiv and Jerry and the other. You, nobody cares about them. I, Kendall needs a nod. Roman needs a nod. Logan needs a nod. Tom. Tom needs a nod. That's For the sure. four that have sure. to get nominations. I, I, there, there's been Shiv is definitely the one that I've seen the most. Like, like either people think feel like she's one note or they don't think that she's done enough. She's. Uh, I feel like she's at through through season three the most reviled character with which is not without uh its reasons she earned that shit um but i mean they all have in their own right but i i i I still like shiv and i think that sarah snook does a really amazing job with that role she does and kind of the way that rome got almost like kind of a season that was a little bit about him I'd, I'd like to see, and I, I think that we probably will. I feel it coming with this, with the Shiv and Tom thing yeah. now, kind of being very, very centered. Hey, right, top of mind, baby, top of mind. I, yeah, let let's let's give her a little more to to do. Let's let's dive into the to the depths a little bit because uh, I mean the scene with her mom was super powerful oh and illuminating. Bro, she has a lot there. It's and just there's a it, lot. Yeah, she's been for me. I've, I've I've obviously been a Shiv hater. I've I've the move she's made, the way she's treated Tom, the yep, way the yep. way she played this whole thing, man. I've 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 hated every move because she she was originally presented as like this almost new age like feminist, you know, yep. modern ball of light that was gonna ch- sh- maybe save this old school fucked yeah. up company. And she and she certainly thought that about herself. And then she pretty quickly gave that up and pretty quickly just let herself become a pawn and then pretty quickly failed to make any productive moves and completely fucked herself. And I think to your point, it sets the stage for season four to be sort of our shiv season if this was our Roman season, because yeah. it the stage is set, man. She has never been in this position. Her and Tom right. have completely flipped. Yep. And it's going to be incredible just to watch. If you if that was the only element of the show to sell me on for next season, I would be stoked. Yeah, and 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 kind of in the way that Kendall in his moments of catharsis uh, throughout the this episode in particular kind of like comes to a realization or an understanding or to grips with that he's not a he's not a good person. Right. Like he tries to tell his dad. He's a person, just like everybody else, and we're all pretty shitty, and maybe he's a little worse or sometimes a little better, but... but we've all got our issues, Barrett. <laughs> um, that's I, that's probably the type of self-actualization that we need from Shiv, because I, that's a character that is right. ripe for... She's the biggest bust out of all of them. Right. She's the one that should have and could have done the most, had the most should potential. have had the potential to do this, and then was kind of a dud, Yeah, and, you know? And so that's whether we get like like moments of redemption or at least moments of self-reflection where she can acknowledge that she hasn't actually been good at this either. Like that that's the type of stuff that I think would be interesting to to see from her character to kind of bring her back up on the level to to where we're at the very least we're empathizing with her the same way that we empathize with with somebody like Kendall. Right. What do you see for Kendall next season after he's kind of reached the end of this this arc a little bit? I think there's going to be a slight head fake on the ending of this arc for him because they have to deal with, I think further, 
we dealt with the killing thing in this in this episode. But I do think there's still at some point there has to be a conversation between him and Logan where he says, "Hey, look, man, you're not going to be able to use this against me. Like this this thing where you're trying to paint me as a killer. I'm not." <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? I, He's, there's going to have to be some type of direct addressing the the car thing, right? Or you think they just I move don't, forward? So I, the, it, that's a it's a good question. It's one that I thought about after this finale quite a bit. I could almost see them moving on from that, right? After I could see it going either way. Really, he can yeah. after he says it out loud. Yeah, because that was the relief moment. And, it it and felt Roman like yeah, giving him like you know basically like bro, I'm not a lawyer. Like I'm your slapdick brother, and I can still tell you like that's not going to hold up. I think the the laughter out of Kendall when he's like, he's like, "Come on, man! <laughs> like, shut up, man! I'm a killer, man!" Like, he's like, it. He is kind of he's he's being very relieved in that moment. I think it's the first time he's gotten any type of comfort on this. He's got backpats and hugs and fucking support. Yeah. And these people are telling him like, "Bro, I don't, you know, who hasn't killed a kid? Like, I shit, I got skeletons in my closet that look that bad." Is basically what Roman says. Like. I don't know that you need to be thinking you ruined your whole life over this. And Kendall seems to be present and focused and healthy and sober enough to grip that. Yeah. So if they wanted to just leave it. I think they could. I would almost appreciate it probably yeah. because yeah. it. I don't think I need to see any more from, from Logan and Kendall on the subject uh, of what happened yeah, in that car. I, I agree. I agree. We, we've, you know, just like, and like it weighed on Kendall, it weighed on us for two seasons. So I, think I, I don't think that that strand necessarily needs to come, I'm with you, come with us into season four as like a, a looming thing that we have to deal with. Right. Right. So, You're right. I think we're going to probably be able to let that one go if I had to guess. So I really don't know, man. Kendall's going to be, I think, hopefully getting healthy. Yeah. I, he strikes me as he considers himself to be the eldest son in the family. As the still <laughs> supposed to be leader of these other, like, yeah, I think Shiv is going to have to do what you've said, admit that she's in a broken place and has made some horrible decisions and is not that great. Right. Um, Roman has probably already been there for a while and just needs <laughs> someone to talk to, but he will still be such an important part of these three putting themselves back together. Well, because if, yeah, and if, and if they're going to, I mean, this season, I think, showed us that, that out of the three, Roman is, is the best at maybe actually operating. So right. if, if if they are if we're heading into season four and these three are banded together in some way, shape, or form, regardless of of what they're trying to do or accomplish, then 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 he'll definitely think there's a spot for him. And I could see what could happen with Shiv, but I think Ken is the is it's kind of the wild card as far as like what they do to, with his character, where he kind of goes from here. Now the moment that they have in the car, and this will be my last remark for today on Succession, is that uh, or at least you know. Other than to say that I love the shit out of it and flayed it one more time after I say this. <laughs> um, the moment that they have in the car when it's the three of them, Con, or I'm sorry, uh, Roman, Kendall, and Shiv, and they decide to come together and do this together. And they almost have this sort of like Captain America moment where it's like, earth, wind, fire, yeah, like put your rings in the pile, let's fucking go team or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it got the wheels turning on like, how do you end this show? Like, yes, they have pulled off another all-time great season. Yeah. But how do you end the show that we've argued about the issue with? Yeah. Succession is the point. Right. And I think we may have gotten a little bit of our answer there. Because the the mix, as I look at those three kids, of skill sets does actually combine to be one fairly 
impressive executive. <laughs> but the three of them individually are worthless. Yeah, yeah. But Kindle has relatively good strategy and leadership skills. Shiv is a great face girl and presents well and knows how the game plays and is not a moron. At least a little smarter than both of her brothers, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and has made better decisions and seems to be more sound in the general world. Maybe not in her relationships. But, I mean, it it just... Sure, sure. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with it you. It plays for me. So long term, I think that's definitely they, a direction they, I'm going to continue to look. They make their own pile by starting a green energy company. Together. <laughs> they together. make their own pile together, Barry. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think the show ends with. No, I'm kidding. They'll what all you, die in a what, fire. What, 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 what are you going to do, Dad? Add, add, that, that, add your five billies to your other billies? What was that line? It was so good. Put what are you gonna do, Dad? Put <laughs> put five bill with, with with the other bills. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Brian Cox is a goat to me now. By yeah, the way, yeah. um, I just want to say that's the dude in Super Troopers. Yeah. So there, there's yeah. Super Troopers. Everybody that's making this show is really good at what they do, and. You we, we, off air just before we were recording this, we were talking about we were laughing again about the Irishman, yeah, about how like Robert De Niro looks like he's ninety years old yeah. even when they're CGIing the hell out of his face to make him look twenty five or whatever. <laughs> Brian Cox is an old guy. Mm-hmm. He's a small guy. He is not the most like domineering presence in not real life. Tony Sopranoing people. No, or if you or if you see him in like press junkets or on the red carpet itty bitty or old anything man. like that, he's just kind of a small old man. The way that they shoot him, the way that they frame him up in these scenes and then the way that he is able to just like almost do everything with voice and like shoulders and up and and face. Yes. To and, and and very little arm, not being very demonstrative usually is 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 incredible, and it's just like it, a, a testament to the to the you know that people behind the camera and like the directors and the uh, the the people that are making all the cinematography work like that, and then that he knows kind of how to carry like that, even though he doesn't necessarily have the physical presence. That's the impressive part to me, because like like you know, it, shot in a different light, this dude is. The guy in Super Troopers, or a some, grumbly old man, a grumbly old uh, um, CIA dude in the Bourne movies, right? right? Like he's not necessarily the giant dick swinging power All-time executive, power baddie. yeah, yeah. Dude, he, but he, but he, man, he carries it well and pulls pulls it off. He's the most powerful dude in any room he walks in, and and you feel it. You and always feel it. You know, even in the conversation with Matson, as Matson's like beating him, basically. Yeah. You still feel like Logan's the one somehow who's got his hands around the thing. Yep. And it, it's the other part that drives the show, man. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this Gojo merger next season. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm with you. I hope they don't write the whole thing off, and I hope they don't make it into something where this didn't matter. Now, now, I don't think they will. Now that you've even brought it up, my guess is that the deal is not done when we start season four. It at least has to be made. Some, that there are some hiccups happening. Either that, so that's or my guess. That's my we guess jump right into now. season four and it's the deal is already done, but that would fucking shock me. If we jumped into season four and the deal was already done and they had reset the table of succession without really letting us watch it, which is a real option. People need it, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah they can yeah. do that. They do I this could, shit on shows all the time. I could see that. I could see that. The Wire got reset like every fucking year. It's probably my choice right this second. 
even even though I'm still digesting. I still think the other three. one that you said before it, will that, be what happens, though. That's what I think. Too. Yeah. Support our sponsor, Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com. Use the code OCC to support oysters, clams, and cockles when you shop for the most comfortable pants or shorts with built-in or without built-in underwear this holiday season. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here and listening. If you want to watch The Sopranos with us, Barrett and I cover The Sopranos episode by episode, friendly to first-timers and repeat watchers, ad-free on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles exclusively. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. You go to that website, you pick a tier, you join, and you enjoy The Sopranos with us. And the second you join, you get access to the entire backlog. We just are finishing season four. So we'll be going into season five with 2021 going out the window and 2022 coming in. Season five of The Sopranos on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles coming soon. Almost done with season four. And if you join now, you get access to the entire backlog. of We all are the done with episodes. season four. We are done with season four. We're, We're moving starting to season, season five, this, five week. this week. This week, the season premiere of The Sopranos season five on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles come through. Is Things this are heating the, up. Is this the Italy season? I can't answer that question. No, sure you can. I know that there's an Italy season, don't I? No. Okay. No. But so, that's all I have to say about that's, that. That's good. That's all yeah. I want. Join us this week and find out if this is the Italy season of The Sopranos <laughs> on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. Follow Barrett at Barrett Dudley on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at WR Bolin, and we will be back soon. Catch me in the metaverse. Peace. Peace.